0: Welcome to the 11th episode of the Balanced Working Moms podcast. This is Raina Misha, and I am beyond excited that you're here. If you're a busy mom balancing it all, you're for sure in the right place. In this podcast, you'll hear all kinds of ways to make life calmer, more organized, and maybe even take care of yourself. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to actually incorporate self-care into your life. The concept of self-care may sound all nice and good, but we're going to talk about how you're actually going to create a life that has self-care in it. Welcome to this episode. I am doing really, really well. I wanted to let you know that I've been using that 1% rule that we talked about. I think it was in episode seven. My basement has been a total mess because we've been rearranging and getting rid of stuff and it was so intimidating and I've been using that 1% rule and every night I go downstairs at about seven o'clock and I at least take one small thing and I just deal with it. I either put it in giveaway, I throw it out and it's been such a good feeling. Even though the progress is really, really small, but it's been such a good feeling to actually make progress on this basement. So I just wanted to share that with you before we got started. I hope things are going well with you too. In the last podcast, I felt like we opened up the Pandora's box. We explained what true self-care really is, and we just broke apart that myth that it's all manicures and spa treatments. And if you heard that podcast, you now know what self-care is. You know it's about nourishing yourself and taking care of things that are important to you, right? We discussed that treats are not self-care, and they can actually be bad for us if we use them in place of true self-care. The last podcast was so important. I think it was the most important podcast we've done so far. If you haven't heard number 10 yet, you must go back and listen because it's going to rock your world as you knew it. I actually had a different topic planned for today, but after I recorded that last podcast, I knew that I needed to continue the discussion right away while you were fresh from the mind shift that took place, and I knew that you'd want to go into it deeper. I knew that you had so many ahas, you would want to implement the changes right away. And so in today's podcast, we're going to actually talk about how to create a life that really has self-care in it because I knew that you'd want to implement what you learned and actually start doing it right away. So today we are going to discuss the how. We're going to discuss how to create self-care into your crazy busy life. And it's actually one of the questions that I get all the time. Actually, of all the questions I get, this is actually the most popular one. This is the one that comes up over and over and over again. Because women, we're so exhausted, right? We think that self-care is just one more thing to put on our to-do list. So women come to me and they say, what do I do? How do I do this? Because I don't even know where to get started. Well, here at Balanced Working Moms, we're a little unexpected. We do things a little differently than other people. So I'm not gonna start and give you this long to-do list and tell you first do A, then do B, and do all these things for self-care because I know you do not have time for that, right? I don't have time for that. You don't have time for it. So I promise you in this episode, I'm not going to add this huge to-do list to your life because you already do enough. The funny thing is that after listening to that last episode, you actually may want to do it, right? You may want to go in with a huge list and just change everything all at once and just redo all of your self-care. But if you want to do that, I am going to actually advise you not to go in all gung-ho because you know that if you do that, it's just not going to work, right? Anytime we go in with that gung-ho guns blazing, it never actually sticks. So I want you to slow down. There's no need to change everything all at once. If you don't do any self-care right now, I'm going to show you how you can incorporate it in your life without changing your whole life, okay? And I want you to go in again with this attitude. We've talked about it before, that you're perfect right now, exactly as you are. You don't need to change yourself. Yeah, you could add a few little attitude shifts. You can add maybe a new habit into your life. But don't go in with this thinking to myself, I'm broken. I need to add self-care to my life. Oh my gosh, my friend, you're not broken. I want to remind you that you are perfect, right? You're perfect right now, exactly as you are. In the past, you did what you did because it was what you knew, right? So now you know better and you're going to do better. I don't want you beating yourself up, okay? Promise me that you're going to approach this with an attitude of love and understanding for yourself. And then we're going to get started. All right. So are you ready to get started the way balanced working moms get their self-care on? All right, let's get started. Step one, my friend, is to work on your attitude. Right. See, I didn't give you a whole to-do list, right? You're going to start with your mind because self-care is from your mind. It actually starts with your attitude towards yourself. So when I was just telling you, you're perfect how you are, don't be beating yourself up. That, my friend, is an attitude of self-care. See, we all thought that self-care is something that we have to put on our to-do list, right? Something that takes so much time and energy and we don't have all that. But that's not true, my friend, because if you start approaching self-care as in you have something that you need to do, you are just going to be setting yourself up for failure because self-care starts with how you treat yourself, how you think about yourself, right? So if you think to yourself, okay, it is my time to do self-care. I have to do it right now. And you just sit and you do self-care. Do you think that that's going to actually do any good? No, it's just going to add to your stress because self-care starts in your mind. It's about being gentle with ourselves. You know, the thing about self-care is actually really funny because as women, we put so much on ourselves, right? Our husbands are probably finding a corner and they're sitting there on their phone playing a game. We'll talk about how mad that gets us another time. But they don't care, right? They're happy. But we put all this stuff on ourselves. We want our house to look perfect. We have all this stuff that we need to do. And we try to do it the best way we can do. And nobody is telling us to do it this way but us, right? For the most part, I mean, I can't speak for everyone listening. But for the most part, our husbands aren't telling us to do more. Our kids aren't the ones telling us to bake that cake from scratch. It's us, Right. Frankly, our spouses probably couldn't care less if the house is falling down around us and a filthy mess, right? They're just chilling. It is us who's going crazy with the to-dos. Most time, the problem with self-care is we're doing it to ourselves. That's what hurts the most because if it's somebody else telling us, you need to have this high standard, we'd get mad at them, right? We'd be like, leave us alone. We're already doing so much. But when it comes from ourself, that's much harder, right? That's much harder to tell ourself, oh, wait, we're still doing a good job. We're okay. We're doing enough. That's why self-care starts with our attitude to ourself. It starts when we tell ourself it's okay if we do less. It's okay if we rest. It's okay if something isn't perfect. That, my friend, is the first step towards self-care. And when I said it, didn't you just feel a calm come over you? I actually felt it. I felt so much calmer when I was just telling you that it was okay to let things go. Can you imagine if you had that in your mind playing like a song? That would be amazing. That would be your first step towards self-care. All right, so I'm going to give you an example of where I am just terrible with self-care. Okay, so my example is when people come over. I don't know what it is. When people come over, I just go nuts. I go into overdrive. I make crazy fancy food. You all know by now I'm vegetarian. So for me to make good food that meat eaters like, I feel like I have to go above and beyond and just do crazy stuff and make such fancy food, make a lot of it. I really go totally above and beyond because in my mind, meat eaters are not going to like my food. And I have to prove to them that vegetarian food is really good. By the way, this usually works. Usually meat eaters come to my house and they're like, wow, vegetarian food is amazing. But anyway, like who cares, right? I don't have to change their world. I'm not trying to convince them to be vegetarian. But for some reason, when people come over, I like to have really beautiful food. I like to set a really beautiful table. Like people like to come to my house. It is really nice. They eat well. The table is nice. I clean the house really well, but actually, cleaning the house is even less important to me. It's about the food and it's also about the environment. I like to create a really warm atmosphere so people feel like they're enjoying and they're happy. So, all of this, as you can imagine, leads right to exhaustion, right? I'm going way overboard and I'm totally doing it to myself, right? The people are coming. They just want to hang out with me. They probably don't even care what they're eating, they just want to say hi. And I've learned that I need to stop doing so much. I need to stop killing myself when people come because you know what ends up happening. I'll tell you, I don't invite over people as often as I'd like because I know I'm going to go crazy and it's going to be so much work. So what I need to do instead is be gentle on myself, right? I need to make simple foods. I need to remind myself that the people are coming to see me, not to have a gourmet meal. They can go to a restaurant for that. So you see, it's all about how I talk to myself, how easy I am on myself. All right, so that was a really good example of how sometimes we overdo it and we do it to ourselves and create our own issues with self-care. I want to give you another example of how your attitudes and beliefs really affect your self-care. So as a mom, I'm sure sometimes you make a mistake. You probably don't do it often because I know that you're so capable, but sometimes things are just going to fall through the cracks. It's inevitable because you have so much going on, right? So here's an example of a mistake that you may make. You may talk to one of your kids in a rough way. You know, you may accidentally yell at them. Maybe you were supposed to go somewhere and you forgot that you had a commitment. Right? Your head is full. I know mine is totally full, and we're tired, and sometimes we mess up. We forget an appointment. We talk harshly. Whatever it is, we make a mistake. Maybe we forget to pay a bill. So here's my question to you How do you talk to yourself when this happens? Do you beat yourself up, or do you talk with love and understanding? So, with self care, obviously, the thing to do is to talk with love and understanding. So that's where I want you to get to. To me, that's the ultimate self-care. And I'm going to do another whole episode on self-compassion. But just start off thinking, how do you talk to yourself when things don't go right? When you've made a mistake, true self-care is about being gentle and kind to yourself. That's what I said in the last episode. It's totally not about the manicures and pedicures and treating yourself. It's about what do you do? How do you talk to yourself? How do you feel about yourself when you make that mistake? So the next time somebody tells you to do self-care and you groan because you totally don't have the time for it, remember that true self-care actually takes place in your mind first and foremost. It's how you talk to yourself. It's about what you're saying to yourself. Are you being gentle with yourself? Are you like me? Are you pushing yourself to do more and more and be perfect? How do you talk to yourself? My friend, that is the ultimate self-care. So how do you change your attitude? Right now, you may be telling me, Rena, I just have the absolute worst attitude. I'm always beating myself up. I always push myself. How do I change? My friend, two ways to change. Number one, notice. And number two, practice. The first step in anything in life is to first notice that you're doing it because you've been you your whole life, right? You haven't changed. You've probably been beating up yourself and talking to yourself in a nasty way since as far back as you can remember. Probably since you were a teenager or maybe even earlier because that's what we do, right? It's just natural. We see a mistake and we just beat ourselves up. So the first step is actually really, really basic. It's to just notice. And if you think that's trivial, and I'm just saying like the most obvious thing, I'm not because you're doing this all the time. And you don't even realize that you're beating yourself up. So when you do, if you just notice what you're doing, that's actually going to start to change everything. So just notice what your mind is doing. Notice how you're talking to yourself. And then the next thing to do is to simply just practice. Practice being more gentle on yourself. Practice not overdoing it. Practice when somebody comes over, not killing yourself to prepare. The more you practice, the better you're going to get. And you're going to mess up, right? But you're going to be gentle on yourself when you mess up. So let's go back to me for the example. What if I have people over and I kill myself most of the time, but just one time I let things go? Maybe let's say one out of five. Okay, so I'm starting to practice. I'm not perfect, but I'm getting there. So I want the same for you. First notice, and then whatever it is that you're doing, just practice. Just do a little less. Just inch in like we always say to do that on this podcast. Inch in. And eventually you're going to make some progress. Don't expect this to happen overnight because attitude shifts sound like they're the easiest, but they're actually the hardest. Because like I said, you've been like this since you were a kid, right? You've been like this since as far as you can remember back. So this is actually the hardest work for you to do. And y'all know by now that I like to help you as much as I can. And before I did this podcast, I was really thinking to myself, What is the best way to help you with an attitude shift? And I decided that it would be affirmations. Now, I know you probably roll your eyes at affirmations and think like, okay, this is stupid, but I want to urge you that they're not and they actually work. And the reason why they work is because I'm trying to get you to change your subconscious mind. So when you're constantly feeding your subconscious mind something else, Something that's positive, not something that you've always been feeding it every day, which is I'm not good enough, I'm not doing enough, whatever the negative things that you keep feeding your mind, if you change it to be more positive, that actually really helps. So I have a whole list for you. You can access it in my show notes. It's part of my resource library for episode 11. And just look at what I have there. And maybe just take one sentence and put it in your own words because you want it to sound true for you. You want it to sound something that's encouraging that you'll actually believe. And go ahead, find just one, maybe two sentences that really resonate with you and change the wording if you like and write them down. Put them places that you're actually going to see. Say them out loud. Don't be embarrassed. Nobody will hear it. You can say it in the car on your way to work or wherever you're going to say them, but go ahead and just say them to yourself. So I want you to pick an affirmation that works for you and just reminds you that you need to do self-care, that you need to be feeling more balanced. You need to be more gentle with yourself. Go ahead and choose one and start noticing the shift. Start noticing how your attitude changes for better self-care. Okay, so now we talked about true self-care actually starts with your attitude and being gentle with yourself, not overdoing it. But you may also wanna create some new habits, right? You may wanna actually start taking care of yourself and doing things to nurture yourself. And that would actually be great. I really encourage you to do that. And what you could do is you could pick something on your own. You could pick something that you personally want to do for your self-care every day, every week, every month, whatever it is, something that you want to do regularly for self-care. If you would like to choose something on your own, please go ahead, choose something, enjoy it. I encourage you to do that. I actually have three recommendations that I find if people do just one of these three, their whole world shifts, okay? And that's what self-care is about. It's doing something for yourself and it changes every other part of your life. So I'm gonna tell you my top three recommendations. You could choose none of these. You could choose something of your own or you can just work on your attitude. Because again, I don't wanna give you a whole to-do list because I know that you're busy enough. But let me tell you my top three things that if you do, like I said, even one of these things, your whole world will shift, okay? I know you're anxious to hear what these are. So number one is to put all screens away and rest before bed. And I feel so strongly about this that we actually did a whole episode on this. So if you go back and listen to episode number three, we talk about actually how to do this and the importance of this. Because if you rest before bed, your whole world shifts. And if you listen to that episode You'll hear like everybody thinks that they're resting because they're on their phone or they're watching TV, but you're actually not resting when you have a screen in front of you. Your mind is going, you're not truly relaxed, but instead, if you take time before bed and you actually rest, you read a book, you journal, you chat with your husband, I'm telling you, you start doing this, your whole life is going to shift. Because you're going to wake up and you're going to be in a better mood. You're going to be more relaxed. You're going to actually be teaching yourself that you are an important person that gets to relax. You're not some slave that has to be cooking and cleaning and doing stuff all the time. You are important and you matter. So doing this one thing, that will shift everything, my friend. So consider relaxing before bed. Whether it's five minutes, 15 minutes, half hour, however long it is, please do that. I actually did that last night. I was so tired. I do it almost every night, but I did it for much longer than I usually do it because I was so tired the whole day. I noticed my mood was starting to shift, so I actually started relaxing at 8.30. Yeah, 8.30 at night, I'm like, screens are off. Kids, you're just going to have a quick bedtime routine because I need to relax. And it felt so good. And look, here I am It's six o'clock in the morning and I'm sitting here recording this podcast, right? I'm so happy to be here with you doing that. And how do I have the energy to be here at six o'clock in the morning? It's because I relaxed last night and I got my nurture on and I feel really, really good because I spent extra time doing that last night. All right, are you ready to hear the second thing that you can do that'll create so much self care in your life? It is to meditate. Meditation, I haven't talked to you about that yet, but that is so huge in my life. I'm telling you, that was the shift that started everything when I meditated. And I used to not even want to talk about meditation because, you know, it used to have a stigma, right? Only weird people meditate. But let me tell you, it has lost its stigma. Normal people meditate, a lot of actors and actresses and people around you that you know, I'm sure, meditate. It's not weird. And it's actually something that could change your whole life. Just sitting still for five minutes every single day can rock your world and change everything. And you know, I tell you truth. I do not lie to you, my friend. I am not into that but I started meditating when my youngest was about one year old. And I just started doing just five minutes a day. I would just sit in silence and I would focus on my breath. If I had a thought, I would just try to push it away and come back to my breath. That's all I did for five minutes every day. And it changed my whole life. It changed my brain chemistry. That is actually, if I could think of the one thing that's bringing me enough space to come here and do this podcast and create this whole community that I'm creating to nurture you, it's because I nurture myself through meditation. Now, I want to make things easy for you. So I'm going to recommend an app for you. There's an app called Insight Timer. It is totally free. They have it for iPhone and Android. I'm on Android. And you can pay $5 a month to get classes, but the regular meditation is totally free. And you can set a timer. You could do guided meditations. Just do it, my friend. I'm telling you, it's just going to rock your world. Meditation is so important. Because as a mom, you have so much going on in your mind and your mind simply needs to rest. And you also need to create a calm mind. And meditation changes your brain chemistry and it makes you calmer. So that's really cool, right? Just calmness, that is what us moms want. All right, now if those two don't work for you or if you're already doing those, my third way to bring self-care to your life is through exercise and movement. Oh my goodness, my friend. Exercise, that is the only thing that keeps me sane. If I don't exercise on a regular schedule, I am like a crazy person. I just admitted it live on a podcast that I will become a crazy person if I don't exercise. Because it's true. I need it for my mind. See, most people exercise because they want to lose weight. Okay, that does not work, my friend. Okay, maybe it works for you. But in my life, the reason why you should exercise is for your mind. Like, forget about the weight, that'll come off on its own. But if you exercise to clear your mind and to just be a calm, happy person, oh my goodness. First of all, it actually gets you doing it because you're doing it for yourself, not some future benefit that maybe you'll see or maybe you won't see. But if you move for your mind, Oh my gosh, it changes everything. It relieves stress. It's a chance for you to think. What I do is I only let myself listen to podcasts when I walk. So it's a special time. I love listening. It's like a certain few podcasts that I absolutely love only when I walk, my friend. So it's such a special time for me. It's a reward. Sometimes I leave the podcast off and I just sit there and I think while I walk. Now, exercise doesn't have to be a big deal. I personally, I don't go to the gym. I do movement by just walking in my neighborhood. I have a beautiful neighborhood, beautiful big trees. I also walk at lunchtime at work. I just do it. I just walk. It's so beautiful and so nourishing. Another way I do movement is I do yoga on YouTube. So you can see on my resource pages, and I'll also link below in the show notes, the YouTube channels that I love. I don't even have to leave my house. I don't have to spend money, but I love to do yoga and walking. Those are my two things that I do. So if you need to do self-care, a great way to start is just by a little movement. I'm not telling you to walk every day. I actually don't walk every day. I try to do it three or four times a week. But even if you walked, let's say twice a day for five minutes, it's going to have an impact on you. Movement is so important. Our body affects our mind and our mind affects our body. It's back and forth. So if you just do some movement, you are going to see your world changing. So let's recap. If you want to bring self-care into your life, and I hope that you do, you need to change your attitude. You need to create an attitude where you care about yourself. You're gentle with yourself. If you notice yourself overdoing it, you slowly, gently draw back and you remind yourself, don't overdo it. I'm important. I need to rest and relax. There are also some things that you could do to build self-care in your life. You could choose your own or you could do one of my three suggestions. Suggestion one was to relax before bed. Suggestion two was to meditate. And suggestion three was to do some movement. You can also do some affirmations. Just choose one. And that will help you get an attitude towards self-care. My friend, you need to have self-care in your life. Because as we said in episode 10, if you're not doing self-care, You're probably doing other things that may not be healthy in order to make yourself feel better. And we don't want that for you. We want you to feel good because when you feel good, you feel healthy, you feel energized, you feel balanced, and everybody around you benefits. You benefit the most and everybody around you feels it. It changes your life. And self-care is not about adding a whole to-do list into your day, right? It's not about that. It's not about spending money for that manicure, that pedicure. It's about treating yourself like a person that you respect because that's what it comes down to, right? You're important. You're valuable. Treat yourself that way. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Don't forget to download that page on affirmations, and I wish you so much self-care and self-love, and I wish you the energy and the life change that happens when you give yourself true self-care. I'll catch you next time.